We're for sharing innovative treatments and preventing disease before it ever develops. Learn how our team is working to better care for you on this edition of UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Neurofibromatosis type 1 is a genetic disorder that affects 1 in every 3,000 to 4,000 Americans, according to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. My guest today is Dr. Radhika Demija. She's board-certified neurologist with special qualification in child neurology who specializes in neurocutaneous disorders such as neurofibromatosis. Welcome to the show, Dr. Demija. Tell us, what is neurofibromatosis type 1? Thank you for having me on this show. Um, I love to tell you about neurofibromatosis. So neurofibromatosis type 1 is a genetic neurologic disorder, and it is caused by uh, mutations in a particular gene that we call neurofibromin. One, the normal function of this gene is to suppress tumor growth or help normal cell growth. And when this gene is not functioning, then we see um, abnormal cell growth in the form of tumors. So that is, in summary, what neurofibromatosis type 1 is. So who does it most typically affect? So it can affect really anybody. It affects children, it affects adults, it affects people of all races. It doesn't have any sex predilection. It affects females and males equally. As I said, it is a genetic disorder, and oftentimes in at least half of the individuals, we can trace it to other members of the family. So it is inherited from say, a mom or a dad in a patient. However, in about half of the patients, it is caused by a new mutation, so we are not able to find a family history, and that individual is the only affected member in the family. What are some of the most common signs and symptoms that would either signal a parent to take their child to see you or that someone might notice? So oftentimes, uh, a common cause of referral is uh, Caffeole macules, there are brown spots on the skin, and they start developing uh, in the first few months of life and keep increasing in number as a child is growing. The other common symptoms are uh, neurofibromas. So neurofibromas are benign tumors of the nerves. So nerves are present really anywhere in our body. They're present in the skin, under the skin. The nerves exit the spinal cord. So once those neurofibromas, the tumors, form around those nerves or in the nerves, they uh, cause symptoms such as pain or weakness uh, in a limb, and uh, those would be common signs and symptoms that a patient can present with. And these neurofibromas can also be felt under their skin, so they can be of some cosmetic issues depending on where and where in the body they are. The other um, uh, symptoms that we worry about in this disease is this disease, as I said, uh, is caused by mutation in a tumor suppressor gene, so also increases the chance of an individual to develop other kinds of tumors. And one particular tumor we worry about, especially in children, is called optic glioma. So it's a brain tumor and it affects the optic nerve or the eye nerve that goes to the brain and its pathway. And uh, we do recommend that all uh, patients with neurofibromatosis type 1 see an eye doctor annually so that we don't miss it. We also worry about uh, blood pressure issues because there's a specific kind of tumor that can happen in this disease called pheochromocytoma that releases hormones that can increase one's blood pressure. So th those are, I guess, the common things that we worry about in this disease. So as you're facing these medical challenges that this disease can cause, do you treat each of these things as they come up 
Dr. Demija, or do you do you treat this as a whole disease in the child, or do you take each one of these challenges and deal with them as they come? I think uh, we try to look for those things in an individual, whether they have it or not, and as the challenges come, we offer specific therapy for them. Uh, so I recommend that anybody with neurofibromatosis type 1 should see a physician who's very familiar with this disease every year because even um, within the same family, if they have the same mutation, the manifestations of this disease are very different. Some individuals can have really minor signs and symptoms like only skin changes and fibromas uh, under or over their skin. However, other individuals can develop uh, more um, serious kind of problems like tumors and so would probably need different um, management. So it really depends on what uh, manifestations or what signs and symptoms an individual develops, and then we try to manage those. Follow-up, um, annual follow-up in a neurogenetics clinic with somebody who's familiar with this disease would be the key, and then the other things sort of follow it. So speak about the treatment options that are available now for neurofibromatosis type 1 as you're dealing with the high blood pressure and the optic nerve tumors and any of these things. What treatments are out there? Sure. So optic glioma, we can start with that. So optic glioma is very unique in neurofibromatosis type 1. It can actually be present in up to 25% of uh, kids with this disease, especially under the age of 8 years. But it seems very different from optic glioma in an individual who does not have neurofibromatosis type 1. Typically in this disease, we think that it regresses actually and may not even need uh, chemotherapy or radiation therapy. And so we oftentimes follow them very closely with uh, serial MRI scans of the brain, do their vision assessment, and only treat if it's really rapidly growing or is affecting their vision uh, to a certain extent. Uh, As I said, it can often regress, so it behaves very differently. And so they would really need a physician who knows about optic glioma in this particular disease versus if it occurred without neurofibromatosis type 1. Coming to blood pressure issues, it is more about, uh, you know, detecting high blood pressure in an early stage so that we can look for the one kind of tumor that I talked about, pheochromocytoma, uh, and that would be managed like any other pheochromocytoma. And if the blood pressure is um, unrelated to pheochromocytoma, again, the management would be uh, similar to uh, hypertension uh, otherwise. The neurofibromas can be removed oftentimes easily, especially if they're under the skin or over the skin or in the dermis. However, there is a particular kind of neurofibroma that can happen in this disease called plexiform neurofibroma, which is a very complex neurofibroma involving multiple nerves. And oftentimes the skin over that neurofibroma is discolored, has a patch of hair, uh, and so we get an idea that there might be a plexiform neurofibroma underneath. So those uh, neurofibromas are somewhat challenging to manage because if you cannot sort of give do surgery and take the whole tumor out uh, as they are large. Um, and about 10% of the time, those plexiform neurofibroma can turn malignant or uh, turn into neurosarcomas. And unfortunately, we don't have a very good therapy for those kind of cancers yet. However, as I said, they're very rare. And uh, most of the time, 90% of the time, the neurofibroma is benign. And the symptoms that really come out of it are because of the location of them and are more related to pain and cosmetic issues and worrying that they'll t- change into cancer. 
and doctor in just the last couple of minutes. <clears throat> Please give the listeners your very best advice about kids that, that have neurofibromatosis type 1 and the outcome for their for the rest of their life and why should patients come to UVA for their care? So I should tell the listeners that most patients with neurofibromatosis type 1 have, um, you know, mild or to uh, moderate challenges in their life. Their longevity is for most part not affected uh, because, as I said, cancers in this are not malignant, they're benign. And I think UVA is uniquely positioned. We offer a multidisciplinary care. We have neurologists, geneticists, neurosurgeons, plastic surgeons, oncologists, uh, genetic counselors who work very closely with uh, both adults and kids, and we have a dedicated neurocutaneous clinic and a neurofibromatosis type 1 clinic. And so all the physicians who are involved in this multidisciplinary clinic are very familiar with the latest research, the latest technology, uh, and just the latest knowledge of neurofibromatosis type 1. Thank you so much. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. I'm Melanie Cole. Have a great day.